Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. And this is day 9 of season 99. Our first question asks us what novelist and critic wrote Zashitilujina, Ochayinye, Pale Fire, and Ada. Uh, the one that got this for me is Pale Fire, which I know is a Nabokov novel. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember if I've read it. I read a couple of his Beyond Lolita because just I wanted to be that kind of pretentious person, I guess. <laughs> and, um, you know, being, being the New Yorker reader that I am, um, that's the kind of thing that I sometimes get a wild hair to do. But that was back when I was in, like, college or so. Um, but even so, I, you know, I was dead certain that Pale Fire was a Nabokov book, so that's what I put down. Uh, I was not. I, I dimly recognized Ada mm. uh, as the name of a novel written by a Russian mid-century, ah. which didn't help, of course, because <laughs> it pretty much already told us that. Um, I hadn't read any of these in my Russian literature studies, uh, and the first two just didn't sound familiar at all. Um, so I was thinking Solzhenitsyn, mm. uh, who I believe was notable as both a novelist and a critic. Uh, and I thought the, the kind of 30 year gap in there was something notable, ah. um, that, you know, maybe that was part of the time that sold that maybe, maybe that time was accounted for by. Solzhenitsyn being in the gulag, uh, so or you know, something like that. So sure. that, for, for lack of anything definitive, is what I went with. Uh, unfortunately, it is Nabokov. Well um, I assume the gap is mostly just so that they weren't going to mention Lolita. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that would give away the game, obviously. Uh, question two asks us to identify... The musical instrument in the order that is the lowest pitched among the woodwinds. Uh, so I, th I figured this was the oboe, mm. because I remember uh, reading somewhere that the oboe is the instrument that everything else tunes off of. Okay. Um, and I believed that that was because the oboe produced the lowest sound, oh. and then everybody else built from there. I see. While tuning. Um so, uh, I, with, it said it's a larger version of the second lowest pitch woodwind. So I thought, oh, well, I, I briefly thought, well, like, is there a double oboe? Mm. Is this the, actually the bassoon? Is the oboe deeper than the bassoon? Is the bassoon deeper than the oboe? Is larger version of just kind of makes me think that this is going to be referring to something else. So is there like a bass oboe or something like, and I just couldn't land on anything. So I just kept going back to, well, first thing I thought of was oboe. I can't talk myself out of it. I can't talk myself into anything else. I will go with oboe. You know what the double oboe really would be? No. The ubo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a free one for you guys. Um, so this one, I really, I just kind of thought, what's the lowest instrument I can think of in this instance? Um, and I thought, well, I know there's a bassoon, so... And I'm pretty sure it's large and low-pitched, and yeah, that sounds right to me. That's, um, you know, it's the, the, the largest woodwind I can think of, um, and I figured it was a... 
to me, a bassoon looks very much like a larger size version of, uh, I guess of the oboe is what I was thinking of. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really didn't think further beyond that. Although, you know, maybe I should have, I'm not sure if I, I'm sure I've uh, heard of the instrument that is in fact the correct answer, but, um, I'm not sure if I would have thought it was a standard part of the orchestra either. So, um, I, I went with bassoon. Uh, it was the double bassoon or contrabassoon. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and and you know we verified that bassoon will not cut the mustard on this one. It's it's definitely it a, a very different instrument. instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The double bassoon is twice as large and just really a large piece of musical machinery. Yeah. I and I just didn't realize that. Uh, Standard symphony orchestras had such things, right? Yeah, I um, I would have thought that was a more special application kind yeah. of thing, but um, apparently there are a few different symphonies that make use of them, yeah. and um, so it is. It is, I guess, uh, the I, I think I read the majority of orchestras, you know, in large cities have them. Mm -hmm. Oh. Question three asks us for Howard Hawks and Brian De Palma films. Right. Uh, noting that the uh, first is the namesake of the second. Um, and so I just thought this must be Scarface because, you know, 1983, Al Pacino. Um, I knew that that movie was uh, kind of, you know, again, the namesake of or kind of. A, a, I don't I don't know if you would call it a reboot or an update or anything like that. I don't know enough about either of the movies to say so. Um, they're just both about, you know, vicious gangsters, basically, mm -hmm. as far as I know. Um, and so I figured this had to be Scarface because, you know, Pacino, De Palma, uh, I don't know why I instantly assumed that it was, you know, the gangster movie, but I, I, I knew there was that linkage back to some previous work, I guess, um, once it was presented to me. So I put down Scarface. Uh, it didn't take me long. De Palma, Pacino, 80s, that's mm -hmm. Scarface. Sure. Uh, I knew that it was based on an earlier one. I wouldn't have been able to get that it was a Howard Hawks or Paul Muni or 1932, but right. I knew it was uh, a, a spiritual remake, uh, though I didn't know how uh. closely. Uh, but I knew that there was a movie called Scarface that Brian De Palma used as the basis of his Pacino masterpiece. And that was the correct answer. Question four asks us for the Yiddish word for synagogue. Uh, I don't know why I know that this is shul, uh, but I do. Um, mm -hmm. This is not. This is something I've known for a long time. I didn't pick it up from our daughter who is Jewish or no. uh, anything around there. It's just one of those uh, words I've known mean meaning synagogue. So. Mm -hmm. Picked it up with for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I think it just kind of gets used occasionally and interchangeably with synagogue um, or even temple. Um, and I've, I'm not sure I didn't learn this from watching Yentl when it came out in the 80s, um, which is kind of the movie that my parents took me to, whereas yours took you to, to see Gandhi. <laughs> you know, we went to see Yentl as though that would be <laughs> something that I as a I was probably a young teen or tween or something 
when it came out. Um, and I did enjoy it a great deal. It's, it's a very good movie. Um, although it was much, you know, it was sort of uh, mocked by people somewhat at the time and probably unfairly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the earliest I can think of that this might have been mentioned um, that, that I would know about it. But yeah, it's just a term that I've heard um, used in writing about Jewish culture, I guess. So, um, which I apparently have done a fair bit of. Um, but yes, I also just knew or, knew or at least figured, since it's a four-letter word, Yiddish, it's based on school, or it sounds like school, um, and it is shul. And that was correct. Question five asks us for the city that was the ceremonial capital of the Achaemenid Empire. Right. Um, so I think the first time I really heard any uh, description or explanation of what the Achaemenid Empire was, was when I was listening to those world history podcasts. Mm. And there was a fair bit of discussion about it. Um, and... I'm forgetting exactly why. It might have been something to do with the use of uh, horses as an innovation or wagons or something like that um, is what rings a faint bell. And then once I kind of made that connection, oh, it's this is where Persepolis was. Um, although initially I had been thinking I might put down Babylon. I, I, that's kind of sprang to mind initially, but it didn't um, it didn't quite click for me either. It was just kind of like, early morning brain grasping for an ancient city name. Um, and so when I came back to this later, I thought, oh, I think this is where Persepolis was um, because this is like the Achaemenid Empire overlaps a lot with Persia or Iran, I think, um, if I'm remembering that correctly. And so um, Persepolis has that purse prefix in it that indicates Persia, I think. Um, and so I knew there was also this connection to, um, there's a graphic novel, Persepolis, um, which I haven't read either, but I know is about Iran as well. And just kind of like all that, you know, gelled together just enough for me to kind of grab onto that this is probably Persepolis. Uh, that just didn't float through my brain. I I could tell... (laughs) That Thorson was trying not to say Persia mm. or Persian or anything like that. Right. Um, but I just, I couldn't get around, you know, the, the, you know, it's not Tehran. It's not something Iranian. It's not something, it's not Persia because Persia isn't a city. It's, it was an empire. Right. It was a country. Um, so I also just kind of landed on Babylon thinking mm. maybe I, I, I thought that maybe the known by what name was sort of a hint that this wasn't necessarily the only one. And I briefly oh. thought maybe Jericho oh. as well. And, and the fact that it was a ceremonial capital, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of made me think like, oh, maybe Darius and Xerxes like just kind of invented this city and called it something historical. As a way oh. to hearken back to the, you know, the, the Halcyon days before them. And then kind of thought, well, Babylon would kind of make sense for that as, as a way for them to sort of say, okay. you know, we are the 
heirs of the Babylonians and, and therefore this ceremonial capital that isn't really a city, but we've got a couple of palaces there. We're going to call that Babylon and just pretend that that's the <laughs> thing. And so therefore we are the heirs to that empire as well. Uh, so I said Babylon. Uh, the correct answer was Persepolis. Yep. Yep. Uh, kind of surprised I pulled that one. Uh, question six asks us for uh, a word meaning an ammunition and supply wagon formerly, and maybe today uh, a construction term for a chamber that sequesters water from a construction site. I think I kind of knew the construction thing, oh. um, but only in the context of, oh, this is a word I recognize from the army song. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's the caisson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, yeah, just, that's a, a word that I have sung more than most people have probably <laughs> read it, mm. uh, which isn't that often. It's not like we just start every day with the army <laughs> song, but, you know, it comes up. Sure. So, yeah, the, it, it was the caissons that go rolling along. Yeah, um, this is one that I I learned, uh, I think, from my dad, because he was the kind of person who would know stuff like this, like sure. the song in particular. Um, he was kind of into... Uh, folk music and um, just like not you know he was of an age to be a teenager in the 50s so like his uh, musical taste is all sort of like old-timey historical stuff folk music and rock and roll of that era um, and you know for whatever reason he had taught me something about this song I also might have had a piano book that featured it like an mm. early okay, learner sure. or something like that but I I knew that it was about the caissons go rolling along um and so you know thankfully that's in the question because that's my only in for this question is the parenthetical mm. uh note that it's in the original lyrics of the army goes rolling along yep. um and really this most of this question is just teaching me what in the world a caisson is because <laughs> independently i don't really i could have sort of sussed out that it's you know some sort of transport that the army uses because mm -hmm. you know that's why else bother having it roll along um but it's it is one of those sticky words that also kind of like um it's not a word i see in in any other context, I've never heard it as a construction term like this. Um, and so, you know, when it comes up, when it comes up like this, it's like, well, it's, that's gotta be the case on. Cause that's the, the one specific use I know for that word. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's time to, to put it out there, I guess. Well done. Cause it was case on. How about that? So I got a whopping three on the day. I ended up with five. Uh, I'm not, not too unhappy with that. Five and a half, really. I got the bassoon, after yeah. all. Just mm. not the double part. Fair. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm hopeful that that will uh, do me all right, because uh, world history is one of my lower categories. Uh, classical music is in the lower half, too, but um, this is one that I figure might be hard to score because it's... If you did anything in school, like take a field trip to see an orchestra and they teach you about what each instrument is. I mean, I think I've accompanied one of our kids on a trip like that, 
and probably was told about the the contrabassoon or mm-hmm. uh, or double bassoon or whatever, um, and just didn't you know set it down in memory because um, I was too busy worrying about what a bunch of overly smart nine year olds were going to be doing around me. Um, but that like anybody could have kind of experience like that. You could learn about this in elementary school on up, and so um, it's not exactly like knowing a lot about classical music per se as much as a fun fact about a musical instrument so so yeah i put the i put a zero on this for uh my main rundle opponent because their classical music score was high Mm -hmm. um and then two in the private rundle because you know that's that's all i've got to go on of course reasonable um but yeah I, i in this context i probably wouldn't put it as a three i i put that on persepolis and caisson for the two different rundles, so <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Indeed. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Be sure to follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels now. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>